the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and I have a guest for the next couple of hours, Tom Fletcher from Thunderbird Auto. And we're here to talk about cars. So you get two for the price of one today, and, of course, the price is zero. The effort is just uh, call us. Call us at 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And, and when you call us, then you're going to have the opportunity to talk about your car problem. And we're going to do the very same thing with you. We're going to ask you questions and stuff like that. Nevertheless, this portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing has been around since 1970. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing has been providing expert auto and light truck repair and maintenance services to customers in the Mesa area. Their ASE certified technicians are there to provide you with the highest level of automotive service, followed up with friendly reminders that let you know when your car may be due for service. It's really easy to deal with them because they keep track of your maintenance for you, but you're under no obligation to go by theirs. They're just going to remind you this is what you should be looking at. So whether you do it or not is your decision. They're located on Main Street, just east of Stapley and Mesa. They're the only shop in Mesa that's on my best car repair shops in Phoenix list. I'm very proud of them, and I thoroughly believe, and I promise you, that if you don't have a shop already and you stop by Brian and Thelma's Thompson's Auto Repair, you'll be happy. All righty, Tom, how the heck are you, buddy? Well, I'm great, Mark. How are you today? You know, I'm, uh, I got up early this morning and met some guys over at some barbecue place, and they're all kind of ornery. Yeah, and um, and the manager came out and put her hands on her hips, and and, and it was like your mother, <laughs> you know. And so, we all kind of behaved ourselves. We were laughing a little loud, and there was a, but one of the things I did last week is I rode with the Pony Express. Ah, so I uh, I was part of the group. I didn't actually ride a horse, but I was driving the truck and one of the judges. Okay. So the judges were responsible. We started in Holbrook. And that we had a we had sacks of males, many many sacks of mail, and it had already been processed through the Holbrook uh, post office, and it, the the stamp had been done, and then they also had stamped it with the hash knife. So at that particular point, we come down Holbrook Way, and every mile there's a horse waiting and a rider, and the guy hands off to the next guy, and the next guy hands off to the next guy. Pony Express. Pony Express. What people don't know is, is they work in teams. So Tom's driving the truck, and he drops Mark off at mile marker 12, my horse and me. Right. They're way back at mile marker 2. We're doing 14 miles an hour, by the way. That's the horse is running. Right. So Tom drops Mark off at mile marker 12, and he goes to mile marker 13. So Mark gets the bag and rides to you and hands you the bag. 
puts my horse in the trailer and goes down about five miles and, <laughs> or the next mile and pick you up. But meanwhile, there's a new guy there, too. Uh-huh. So we're just hopscotching one another. Right. So I'm in the truck, and the rider with the bag is kind of off my right front headlight, maybe 20 yards, uh-huh. maybe 40, 50 feet. And we're we're judging their speed. We're judging how they ride. And we're judging the handoff. Now, in the movies, you got two guys running full speed, and the back guy's catching the front one. And they hand off the bag with left hand to right hand. And then the other guy throws it across the saddle and goes. Right. That never happened once. (laughs) (laughs) I drop it. In the movies, it looks like that's the way it is. Now, back then, they would ride 12 miles at a time, but they rode a fresh horse each 12 miles. they changed. I don't know anybody in in, in the horse world that could ride 12 today none of us could ride 12 miles I'd have at no, full at full throttle i'd have no rear end left no and that's exactly the it now there's probably some young cowboys out there that could pull that off but, oh yeah but none of us none of us older guys but you know you had some riding where their arms were a flapping and you, you had some guys that were moving up and down and their arms were moving with their shoulders you had some guys properly spurring and stuff, and some guys holding on to the horse, you know, um, w- with a little bit of panic. Right. Um, nobody fell off. That's a good thing. The, there, there. Every once in a while, there'll be a guy that he's sitting on his horse, and then the saddle will just slide off to the side. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Had that happen. And if you put a breast collar on him, which is the collar around the front, that mm-hmm. kind of prevents that from happening. But what happens is, is the horse works up a sweat. Now, keep in mind, you might do between Holbrook and. Um, uh, uh, pacing, you might do six miles right. on your horse. Well, sooner or later, the horse is going to get a little wet, mm-hmm. and if you don't cinch up each time, then sooner or later, you're coming off. Right. Well, and then on top of that, you got to run on the pavement sometimes. Sometimes you run off the side of the road. We had one guy running off the side of the road, and then all of a sudden, his horse is butt deep in mud. Oh his my front God. legs are high, but his whole back of his horse is in mud. Well, you saw him forward, and he grabbed a hold of the neck of his horse so he didn't fall off. And the horse stood there a minute and then just kind of pushed down on the front legs, pulled his back legs out, yeah. stepped to the side, and kept running. It was wow. the most amazing thing um, I saw. Then we had one guy that um, was in the snow, and that happened to him, except the whole horse went into the the, right. the hole. So the horse is sitting there, and his feet are eight inches into the snow, and the horse just kind of reared up and started pawing at the snow and then kind of ran out of the snow. Out of it. So, uh, you know, one of the nice things about the, the Pony Express is, is that people in cars, cert- 95% of the people in cars are very courteous. They recognize what's going on, and we have police cars in front of us and behind us for miles. Mm-hmm. And when they pass the horse and rider, now, my, the judge's truck, the truck I'm driving, is right behind the, the driver. My job is is to keep everybody to the far left of their lane. Right. Uh, so it's a two lane. So we're we're pushing them to the left. We got idiots come by at 70 miles an hour and blow their horn. Oh, jeez. With a horse. Yeah, with a horse. Through the grace of God, most of the guys had really experienced horses. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a couple of people that were pulled over. Like, <laughs> yeah. But it's just not the time to be stupid when you got guys galloping down the road and some of the guys we did a 14.6 mile average but in reality the first day we had 26 27 and 28 mile an hour horses 
The second day, we had a couple that were north of 30. Wow. Now, when they're doing north of 30, um, that horse is running full out, and there are times that none of their feet are on the ground. Right. So they're, they're airborne. They're running hard. <clears throat> so you can imagine that uh, we we got from uh, Holbrook to uh, Payson, and then um, we had quite a few festivities, right. and we drank lots of milk. And then from there, we went to the river. Was that Jim Beam? <laughs> no. <laughs> we went from there to the Verde River, where we spent the night. And and it was pretty much Kool-Aid and, and milk. And then we went to um, Scottsdale, and uh, and that was Friday night. And then Saturday morning, they were in the Parada. Ah. So this morning, um, the, the entire Hash Knife group, and I, I would think that there was 50, 60 riders wow, that were in the Parada today. And these are the guys that have just run the last couple hundred miles. And so it was pretty impressive and a lot of fun. This is the second year I've been uh, part of the judging team. And our job is the easiest because we're in a truck. But you have no idea what it's like the first time to drive from Holbrook to Scottsdale at 14 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so, but it was fun, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So what's new in your world? Uh, Who's that? Bill, good morning, Bill. How can I help you? Thank you. I have a 2012 CTS. The engine light came on, so I took it over to the dealer. We lost you. I'm sorry? All we heard is CTS and the engine. Yeah, uh, the engine light came on, so I took it to the dealer, and they replaced the evaporative purge valve for 300 bucks. Um, And then they say that it needs uh, front upper control arm assemblies. And they want me to pay $1,158 for that. Now, I didn't take it in for that, but all of a sudden they're telling me it needs $1,100 work. What do you think about that? How many miles are on the car? 65,000. Let me ask you a question. This is what you should have said. You should have stepped up to that service rider, and and not in an intimidating fashion, but you want to get in their bubble a little bit. And then you lock eyes with them and you say, what symptom are you going to fix with this $1,100 repair? Now, Tom's shaking his head right now. I'm going to say it out loud. There is a specific symptom for upper control arm bushings. No questions about it. Everybody knows what they are. What is it? It's a knocking noise. It's a knocking noise when you accelerate and when you brake. Nope, nothing like that. Then, you see, that's the issue. You say to them, what are you going to fix? What symptom do I have today? And you know what you're going to hear? That's what you're going to hear. Now, this goes on in independent shops as well. Right, Tom? Oh, yeah. I mean, we're not beating up the dealers. There's three. There's chains, independent, and dealers. And specialty shops, the tire and exhaust and stuff like that. This kind of a problem is is all over. Uh, They're making cars better. And there's less maintenance needed on the cars. Your car has 12, 12 or 30, what did you say, 30,000 miles? No, 65,000. 65,000, and it's a 2012. Right. So and, and I, so I want to tell you that the upper control arms on your car are triangular. And the bushings are on the fat side of the triangle right next to the engine, left of the engine, right of the engine. So when you take off, the, the triangle, the point of the triangle is hooked to the top of the front wheels. So when you take off fast, that front wheel bites and pulls backwards, and there's a knock. So we're pushing backwards. And when you apply the brakes, we push forward. So it's, when you take off, it's knock, clunk, a knock or a clunk. You, uh, one that you can feel and you can hear. Absolutely. 
So, um, the, and, and here's what happens. If the service writer would have gone back and said to the tech, hey, he wants to know symptoms, they would say something like, oh, they're cracked. Have you heard that before, Tom? Absolutely. But Here, let me tell right. you what he said. It's, not, okay. it's printed out. He asked him to print it out for okay. me. Uh, he said that uh, front upper control arm bushings separating. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're separating. Why don't we just look separating up and see how that applies to upper control arm bushings? What does that mean? You know what? I, that's like me saying your tires are separating. I want to put four sets of uh, a full set of Michelin's at twelve hundred dollars for the set, and they're separating. And then I say, well, what does that mean, separating? Well, they're separating. Well, separation means that the tread is separating from the carcass, which would create a vibration, but yet I don't have a vibration. So you're using the word separating, but it seems to be pretty self-serving. Can you tell my panties you're wadded up about this question? Absolutely. You know, I want to tell you something. Second opinion. Yeah. <laughs> but even without the symptoms, where are we at? Right. So right. you don't have the symptoms, so you don't have the concern, and so now it's been brought to your attention. But in reality, what's happened, I think what's happened is, is somebody's looked at him, and there may have been some superficial weather cracks on there. And so now he's going to transition that to, instead of your upper bushings are weather cracked, he's going to say they're separating. But the fact of the matter is, is if there's any play there, any play whatsoever, you're going to have a clunk when you take off and a clunk when you stop. No. And it's going to get worse the faster you take off and the faster you stop. No, nothing at all. And like I said, I just brought it in because the engine light came on. I mean, I okay. had no symptoms of anything other than the light coming on. And now all of a sudden, they want to replace my uh, my uh, upper control arm. Well, how much did you pay on the check engine light part? $300. Okay. Well, it, you know, if they're successful, they move you from 300 to 1100 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, um, I'm thinking, CTS, is this an all-wheel drive? No. Um, this is upper control arm bushings. That that, that $1,100. Let's assume that each one of those bushings is 30 bucks a piece. Right. There's four. Right. So if we got that's $120. And let's assume there's an alignment. So there's another hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. So that's $200. Right. That's $220. And let's round it off to $300. So now we have $800 for four bushings. But in reality, once you get the arm off, you can do both bushings at the same time. Exactly. So how do we do $800, even if we're at $150 an hour, how does that pencil out? Uh, it seemed ridiculous to me. That's okay. what I'm calling. Well, my vote is is that you don't do it, and my vote is is if you need it, you'll get a clunk, and when you do, I would get a second opinion and a second estimate. That's you, my answer. Do you guys do that kind of work? Everybody in our group does that kind of work. And so. Good. So, Tom at 88th and Thunderbird up north, Salem down south. And if you go to MarkSalem.com, you'll find the list of best car repair shops, and there isn't a one of them that doesn't do upper control arm bushings. Well, I really appreciate the advice. Right. Thank you. Good luck. 602-508-0960. We've got open lines. There's five of them. Tom and Mark are at your service, and we'll be right back. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car, and we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit 
Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service, or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. Attention, this is an investor notice. Are you interested in making some extra cash buying real estate tax liens? Then listen to this. The Government Tax Lien Network is offering a free tax lien kit which contains two DVDs and a step-by-step report that will show you how to earn guaranteed returns between 15 and 35% yearly, which is completely secure by the government. They'll even show you how to do this inside your own retirement accounts. So if you're looking to become a real estate investor without risk, then call 1-800-570-4620 now to get your free tax lien kit. Then get ready to buy tax liens for pennies on the dollar and buy houses for as little as $500. All from your home with little or no money working only 5 to 10 hours per week. Call 800-570-4620 right now to get your free tax lien kit plus two free tickets to a live training event which includes a free meal coming to the Phoenix area. Call 800-570-4620 that's 800-570-4620 for your free tax lien kit now. Individual results may vary. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number one. Not only is the Patriot app great for streaming our live programs, you can access all Patriot podcasts. Click on the upper left-hand corner and select podcasts to find all our great weekday and weekend programs. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. A station exposing the lack of transparency in the media today. To hold the truth accountable. 960 The Patriot. Where truth matters. Well, welcome back, everybody. 22 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Our lines are wide open. Five, actually, 602 508 0960. 508 0960. If you have a car question or maybe one of your shops, whether it's a chain store, whether it's an independent, whether it's a dealer, whether it's a specialty shop, it doesn't really make any difference. Just tell us what they said, and let's have a conversation about it. If there's validity to it, we're going to tell you. If there's not, we're going to tell you. And if there is, if it's kind of an iffy thing, we're going to simply give you advice on what you do to determine that you actually need that. So Kurtz Auto Repair is up on I-17 and Bell. Kurtz won just recently in, in his in his arena, so to speak, Kurt was involved in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award, and he was a winner. And in order for you to be a Ethics Award winner, you have to be a good guy. You have to take care of customer complaints, and you have to honor your warranties. 
and Kurtz did just exactly that. He works on domestic and import, both gas and diesel. He has ASE certified technician. Jeff and Eric are two of the finest. One of them is a service writer, one of them is a technician, uh, guys that I've ever met. And so Kurtz is a great place if you're in that area. Bell Road, I-17, northeast corner, Kurtz Automotive. And I think we're going to be there in the next couple of weeks to celebrate his 30th or 40th year. My wife told me that just the other day. We're going to do our show live from Kurtz Auto Repair. And it's because he's been in business a lot a lot, a lot of years. And that should be fun because Kurt and I have fun when we're on the radio. Well, actually, it's my wife who says Kurt and Mark get into trouble together on the radio. All right, let's go to Len. Len, thank you for calling. How can I help you? Uh, good morning, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. I am the original buyer, buyer owner of a uh, O2 Buick LeSabre. Uh, I had some problems with it, and the, the check engine light came on. And I checked with one guy, and he put a thing on the dash and read it out. He says, it's probably your mass airflow sensor. Well, I didn't know about that. So then I went to a local shop that I do had some work done, and he also put a thing in there to uh, see what it was, and it came out. And he said, also said mass airflow sensor. And I asked him, I said, does that affect the gas mileage? He says, yeah, it sure does. He said, well, it won't go through issues either. So I said, well, we'll replace it. So he put a, put a brand-new... Uh, uh, can't think of the name right now. Del- Delco, a new Delco. Uh-huh. And started up, and they had the yellow light just stayed out. It wouldn't come on. It just stayed out. So that's fine. I'm all, all set. But I checked the mileage since then, and it's still 16 miles per gallon. What could you imagine is going on? 16 miles per gallon. Well, you made a lot of mistakes. What did I, I do? A mistake. Okay. Well, first of all, the code does not mean that the mass airflow sensor is bad. It says something in that system is bad. So when you went to the auto parts store or whoever the first guy to plug into the car, he turned around to you and he said, oh, you have a mass airflow sensor code. He was an idiot. Okay? He didn't know what he was talking about because that's not what you say and that's not what the truth is. The truth is, is the computer is seeing something it thinks is in that system. You have to say, that just tells me the problem's in Ohio. i got to find the city, the street, and the zip code, and the street number. So it takes word. Tom, we had an oxygen sensor code on the other day. The guy had been to 10 different places. Everybody said he needed an oxygen sensor code, but he has six oxygen sensors, but nobody could tell him which one it was. Do you know what's... Oh, let me turn on your mic. Do you know what it was? What? The fuel filter was plugged. It was running lean... A restricted fuel Mm -hmm. Bingo. So you went to the first guy and he said mass airflow sensor. Then you got a second opinion who said mass airflow sensor without any testing whatsoever. So then you said, okay, go ahead and put a mass airflow sensor in. And he said, you get poor fuel economy, but you already knew you were getting 16. And and that isn't too bad for an O2 Buick LeSabre. And you know it hadn't gone from 18 to 16. You know it hadn't gone from 20 to 16. You knew it was 16. Well, you used to get 19. Okay. For years, I was getting 19. Okay. So, and then, and then you didn't say to him the most important thing. You look him in the eyes and you say, I mean, I'm not paying for guessing, buddy. If you put a mass airflow sensor in, it better turn off this check engine light within about two weeks. And that code better not come back. And I want you to put that code right, right. on my work order. Write it down. Right. 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 And so, and, and then you pay with a credit card. And so then at three weeks, the light hasn't gone out. The code is still there. You go back, and he says, hey, 
forget about it, Len, forget about it. And so you're out three, four, five hundred dollars for the the mass airflow sensor and fifteen, sixteen cents to replace it. So then you say, well, that, you know, it, it has not come back on. That's about a couple of months ago. I had a change. It doesn't come back on. It, it stays out. Okay. If that's the case, then what's the problem? Yeah. What's the problem? I had I had plugs replaced. Uh, uh, I had uh, all, all kinds of miscellaneous stuff done. You know, this car's got 60,000 miles on it. The O2 model. That's 14 years old, 60,000 miles. Well, what's the, what, what are you asking me to give you an opinion on? I, I, I got lost here. So well, you have the yeah, mass... Well, I just, right. I had it replaced. And, and the one out really that came out from a oil part store, it listed several, several uh, items. And another guy read one, well, he realized that something with emissions. So then the third one put it in there with the master of flow, and he's the guy that put it in there. And the light has stayed off now. It's been there about two months. But the gas mileage is just 916 miles per gallon, which is terrible. It's awful. Well, I... I knew I, it wouldn't go through emission with that light on, so that's why I had it replaced, okay. hoping it would solve that problem, and it would maybe increase my gas mileage. Okay, so, so let me encapsulate this, because I went off on a different direction. You had a whole bunch of people tell you it was a mass airflow sensor, so you had a guy put the mass airflow sensor in, or you okayed that repair, and now the light is off. You know it'll go through emissions, but now you've lost fuel economy. Right. Well, the economy is the same way. It was 16 before, and it's 16 after. Oh, so because one of you, because one of them said something about does your gas mileage change, you thought that you were going to get better gas mileage once they put the mass airflow sensor in. No, I haven't gone back to the guy that put it in there to ask him if it was done, but the, the gas mileage has not changed. He didn't put it in there for, for gas mileage change. I didn't even tell him that. I just so the light was off, and they went through the procedure there and decided it was a mass airflow okay. sensor. Okay, Len, we're still in different languages here. Did you have you are you getting this? Well, I think what Len is saying is before all this was done, he was getting around nineteen miles per gallon. I just asked him that. So you were getting you were getting uh, well, we got to take a break. Stay there, Len, because we got to straighten this out. we We need to understand what you're saying. six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty. We'll be back right after this. Did you know Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Raintree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Raintree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Hi there. I'm here for my flu shot, and I heard there's an option for people 65 and older. There is, but you actually have to be 65. Very flattering. Thanks. I'm Judith Light. You know who I am, right? 
I just turned 65, and I know your immune system gets weaker with age, and I don't want to miss a day of work or risk spreading the flu to other people. Well, I don't think we've met before, but what I do know is you can't be 65. Okay. What if I said I only have one life to live and I need protection against the flu? Nope. No? How about who's the boss of my health? I am. Huh. Flu season is here, and people 65 and older need to ask about the vaccine made specifically for their age. Flu vaccination is especially important for people with chronic conditions like diabetes and heart disease, which can worsen with the flu. I'm so sorry about that. I thought you were like 35. Don't apologize. Visit the National Council on Aging at ncoa.org flu to learn more and talk to your doctor about vaccine options for people 65 and older. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma, the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. Yeah. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yeah, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey. We really need to get some new books. Right. Um, do you, do you want me to stop? Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends. Okay. Tighten the bolts, line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl, and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. <laughs> the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody. It's 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Let me tell you about IMM Auto Service. They're in Tempe, and they've been in Tempe since 1972. They're in the northeast portion of Tempe, just south of the 202 and just west of the 101. David is a good guy. I've known David probably since about 1979-1980. David works on all kinds of cars, domestic, foreign, just about everything you have in your garage he works on. But he's quite different than a lot of other shops because he specializes in Swedish, Italian, and Asian vehicles. So Volvo, Saabs, Fiats, Alfa Romeos are the cars that he really focuses on. However, in your garage you can have a Chevy, a Ford, a Chrysler, a Toyota, a Honda, and he can handle those as well. But those of you with those cars that make most of us shake in our boots, those Volvo, Saabs, Fiats, and Alfa Romeos, you really need to develop a relationship with IMM Imports. All right, let's go back to uh, Len. And, and Len, let me ask you a couple of questions, okay? Sure, go ahead. All right. You, you, you had some 
uh, codes about a mass airflow sensor, and at the end of the day, someone replaced the mass airflow sensor, right? Right. Okay. Then 30, some 30 days later, or in that 30 days, the check engine light went off, right? Well, it went off right away. So they put it in. Okay. Turned the key, started the engine, the light went off. was not there. Okay. Well, so before it started, and then put Len, in the stop, and stop, the stop, and stop, stop, Len, stop. We're just going to get a yes and no answer out of you because we need to hone in on this. Len, when we do work on your car, we clean the computer's memory. So we expect the light to be off when we give it back to you. But sometimes it'll take a while. So I was trying to cover both of those bases. So let me ask you again. Um, after he did the mass airflow sensor, the light was off and is off today, yes? Right, yes. Okay. Exactly what's the problem that you want me to comment, and I think it has to do with fuel economy. So right. did, before he did the work, are you saying that you were getting 19 and now no. you're getting 16? No, no, not at all. I've been getting 16 miles per gallon for, for about the last year and a half, two years. Okay, it so used what? to be 19 for several years since the 14-year-old car. For years I was getting 19, and then it's about two years ago I started checking them out. It was the way down to 16. I didn't bother with it because I drive so little. Okay. So there's the question, how do I get back to 19? Well, yeah, some, some kind of an improvement. Okay. Well, how many and, and how many miles were on this car? Uh, it's coming up to 60,000, a couple hundred miles below 60,000. Okay. Have you ever had new spark plugs put in it? Yes. Okay. How many times? Once or something? Just once. Just okay. Once. Have you passed emissions every time you've gone through? Yes. That's okay. That's another question. Yes, I just went through there. Uh, All I need is a yes. Weeks ago. All yes. I need is a yes. Okay. okay. And so what you're telling me is because you've passed emissions every year, then, Tom, you have to agree that he doesn't have any fuel coming out of that tailpipe. No. And he's not he's not running fuel out of the tailpipe because he wouldn't pass emissions. Correct. And he'd have a check engine light for 100 different reasons. Absolutely. Okay. So it, it has to be that your car's getting older, which means he's been around the world twice. Right. Because it's 25,000 miles around the girth of the earth. So he's been right. around the world twice, and he's lost what basically is, is three miles to the gallon. Correct. And if you take the 19 and divide it by three, um, help me with this, that's about, what, 30%? Right. Okay, or 20%, something like right that. So so the only possibility exists is, is that the car is being driven more in the winter than in the summer or vice versa because the moisture in the air in the winter time will affect your fuel economy. Correct. And perhaps maybe he's driving it a little less in the summer and a little bit more in the winter. Or perhaps Len is is drag racing a lot more than he used to. And <laughs> <That's possible. laughs> um, I, I don't have an answer for you because what you're saying is, is you've lost three miles to the gallon on it, but the fact that you've passed vehicle emissions and that you haven't changed your driving habits and you had the spark plugs changed, I'm unable to give you an answer as to what might be wrong with your car because okay. all, the, all, the, all the things that should have been wrong that cause your fuel economy to deteriorate, um, you've had handled. Um, or has been recently repaired, and with the absence of a check engine light and the oxygen sensor screaming at us through the check engine light, then I don't know the answer. The only thing I can think of is perhaps maybe your tires haven't been checked for the proper inflation. That would be something that we could certainly look no, at. No, I, right. I, I got my own air pump, and I check it quite often. Okay. I have my own little air pump. All right, Elena, I, 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 I'm just done. I, I don't have any other thing to ask you because um, it's just, like I said, it's kind of like spark plugs, yes. Air pressure, yes. 
Mass airflow sensor, yes. Check engine light, yes. And I'm all out of guesses. But thank you. Thank you very much. Let's go to Alan real quick. Alan, we're going to get your question out, and then we're going to answer your question after the break. But go right ahead, sir. Hi. Uh, long time listening, first time caller. Okay. You guys are great, yeah. I you know, About four or five weeks ago, you were mentioning something about putting something in the transmission to lube the seals. What was that? Um, what we were talking about was, is if you have a, a slightly dripping or leaking transmission rubber seal, that you could put a half a pint of dot three or four brake fluid in your transmission, and if the seal was just hard and we wanted to make it softer, we wanted to make it more pliable. It's kind of like taking a hard tortilla and putting it in water where it becomes more pliable. So, uh, so if you put, like I said, a half a of pint of dot three or dot four, it will rejuvenate the seal, and a lot of times it will slow or stop the leak. However, if the leak stays the same, it, there's a good chance that the seal has split. split. And if the seal yeah. has split, then nothing's going to fix that. Does that answer your question? Sure is, man. Thank you very much. You guys have a good. You bet. Thank you, and Alan. Thank you very much. 602-508-0960. We've got lines wide open. Tom Fletcher from Thunderbird Auto, 88th Avenue in Thunderbird. My name's Mark Salem. We're here at your service. We'll be right back. Hello. I'm Greg May, the proud owner of Phoenix Body Works. I started in 1982 and still love fixing mangled vehicles. I'm proud that for 32 years, my staff has been able to provide the finest collision repair service in the Valley. Industry standards tell us how to fix your car. And we don't fudge that. Leave your worry and stress to us. It's what we do. When you have an accident, remember, the law states that you have the right to choose your collision repair shop. All our estimators and technicians are our car certified. We have all the necessary state-of-the-art equipment to fix your vehicle right. We welcome you to visit Phoenix Body Works anytime, even if you just need a bottle of water, a cup of coffee, a snack, or to use our Wi-Fi. Phoenix Body Works offers free shuttle service. Or if you need a rental car, don't sweat it. Enterprise is right next door. At phxbodyworks.com, I will explain the entire collision repair process to you in two minutes. My name is Greg May, and I wrote this message. You're never too old, too wacky, too wild to pick up a book and read with a child. This is Andrew Morrill, president of the Arizona Education Association. Reading to your child now can spark a lifetime of reading and learning. Parents, we know you're tired at the end of a long day, but by taking just a few minutes to read with your child, you'll be setting them on a path towards reading and learning on their own. And studies show students who read and are read too do better in school and in life. So have books that interest your child around your home. If your child enjoys sports, have books about sports. If your child enjoys ballet, have books about dancing. With parents and teachers working together, every child in Arizona can learn to read. And reading may be the most important thing they'll ever learn. A message from the Arizona Education Association. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station. 960 The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. 
And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust and Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Most Friday nights, I can be found in the bed of my truck on an old chase lounge. Backed into my spot at the drive Welcome back, everybody. 44 minutes after the hour. And our lines are wide open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, if you have a car question or car problem. Tom, when it comes to to car repair, I tell folks that there's two kind of questions. What symptoms do I have that match your repair, like we talked about the upper control arm bushings? And the second thing has to do with are you guessing, and if you're guessing, whose money are we using? Right, right. <laughs> it, Facts are very important. Yeah. And, and I, people will, will say to me, do you follow your own advice? And people will say to me, are you exempt from your own advice? And the answer is, is hell no. Right. Um, people say that to me and my staff, mm-hmm. and there's no question. And I, I had a guy call me. It was really nice. He was from Northwest. Uh-huh. And he said, um, I have this noise. I've spent a significant amount of money trying to find it, and it's a clunk. And he says, I want you to guide me, but there's a minimal amount of suspension uh, in the Northwest. And I said, well, let's talk about it. And so we talked about it. And I said, well, um, uh, I think this guy can take care of it. Or this guy, I know they can, but they're a little ways away from you. And he says, okay. He said, well, I want to bring it to you. And I said, okay. But he says, I want your assurance that you're going to fix it and you're not going to guess. And I said to him this, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to diagnose it for you for free because a clunk can't be that hard. Right. <laughs> it just can't be that right. hard. So I'm going to drive it with you, and you're going to show me how to make it happen. Then you and I are going to drive it together, and then I'm going to drive it so I can. you teach me how to get it happen. I'll diagnose it for free. And then you, as long as I can see your driver's license, you don't even have to pay me. I'll tell you what the estimate is, and then you don't have to pay me until you're sure the clunk is gone. And if you don't... If it does, the clunk's not there, you don't ever need to come back. You don't ever need to pay me. I'm not going to send you a bill or nothing. You're on your honor. And there was this silence on the telephone. And he goes, I'll take you up on that. <laughs> <laughs> so the answer is, is I practice what I preach. But there's just too much of the other going on where there's guessing. And it starts with that three-whiskered kid at the auto parts store. Oh, yeah. Who, who plugs in and tells the people, this is what's wrong with your car. What bothers me the most, Tom, is is they'll sell them two or three parts. Right. And then the customer will come to you or me and say, you know, I, I have this check engine light, and I've already spent Got the code. $203, $230, $250 over here, mm-hmm. but I still have the same code. 
And my response may not be the most polite response. My response is, is why wouldn't you go back to him? And their answer to me is always this, oh, I needed him anyway. And that really wads up my panties. Right, right. Because if I put an air filter in, and you know why we always give them the air filter back? Because if they argue with us, I'll just go put the old one back in and take my new one back out and give them credit. Right. We always take the old air f- and the cabin filter. We always put the old filter, not oil filters and gas filters, no. but all the air and, and the cabin, we put back in the boxes and put on the passenger side floorboard because if there's a complaint, boom, we're done. Show and, well, show and tell also. Yeah. Oh, Fact. and it is. It is show and tell. Fact. So when you, they go to the three-whiskered kid, they're willing to spend two or $300. They come to me, I don't know what yours is, but I'm going to tell you mine. I'm telling them between 70 and $125 is going to be your diagnostic money right. 80% of the time. Right. I've got guys out there that are 125 I've got guys out there for 75 but mine is 75 to 125 which covers everybody. Right. So that's what you're going to spend. Oh, well, I, I don't want to spend that. That kid didn't do it. Well, that kid didn't, didn't diagnose your car right either. And you spent the money to replace parts you didn't right. need. Well, no, I needed them. Well, so he says. Well, that, But I needed them. I have 65, 70,000 miles on them. Go ahead and play this game with me, buddy, because I oh, got yeah. you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no matter what, we lose that conversation. Exactly. So anyway, it's, it's going to cost you 75 to 125 to find your problem. I guarantee that my fix will fix your problem. Right. I guarantee your engine light will go off in the first 30 days or 300 miles. I guarantee, and, and if it doesn't go off immediately. But a lot, as you well know, sometimes it takes some time to go off. You have to go through what they call a drive cycle. Drive cycle, right. All righty. Uh, let's go. Um, who was the caller? Vince. Good morning, Vince. How can I help you? Yeah, I just have a couple of generic questions about my car. Sure. It's a 2010 RX350 okay. with about 82,000 miles on it. Okay. It's running fine. Um, I've been reading in the forums about a couple uh, issues, or not issues, but uh, suggestions. And one is that uh, the uh, Lexus brand uh, said that uh, even though it was uh, recommended that you change your oil about every 3,500 miles, they've extended it out with the synthetic oils to 10,000 miles. And also, uh, the other question I had was, uh, uh, my car drives on uh, premium gas, and is it permissible to put regular gas in there, even though uh, they say it's all right? And what is your thoughts on it? Just okay. basically. <laughs> Thank you. God bless you for calling, Vince, because these are easy. <laughs> First of all, there are three kinds of oil out there. And, and and Lexus is not the only car maker to change their mind in the last five years. Here's the deal. Conventional oil, Mother Nature oil, the oil that's been around since the 1930s and 40s, that's called conventional. That's got a 3,000-mile interval, three to five, okay? And this goes from cars from 1996 north of that. So conventional oil is from three to 5,000 miles. We have a semi-synthetic or a blended oil which is a little bit of conventional and a little bit of synthetic, and no one will tell you if it's a 60-40, 50-50, or if it's an 80-20. But we got blended oil that go from 7,500 miles to 10,000. Then you got the sin oils, which is man-made without many of the negative Mother Nature properties, and that synthetic is going to go between 10 and 12. 
So three to five, actually it goes from three to five, five to 7,500, 75 to 10,000, and 10,000 to 12,000. Some of the newer model cars are going to use Mobile One Extended, which gives you the extra 2,000 miles on the top end. So that goes from 10 to 12. So how many miles a year do you drive that car? Oh, probably less than 10. Okay. I would think, if you were my customer, I'd say this. Vince, let's put you in a synthetic. Let's put you on a 10,000-mile interval, and I want to see you April in every year. I want to change your oil in April just before our Phoenix summers. I want you to go through the hot months with fresh oil, and I want to see you one time a year. Although, Vince, if you let me just put the cheap oil in there, then I get to see you three times a year, and I get to charge you a lot more money. Yeah. (laughs) So those are your two choices, Vince. You can either do a 10,000 synthetic and, and bring your car in once a year, Right. Or you or you can use any of the others. Now, some people say, Mark, I don't like you to see my car once a year. I want you to see it twice a year. <laughs> and so I say to them, okay, then let's go to a semi-synthetic. Remember, it has 5 to 7,500. So I'll do a semi-synthetic, and here's what I'm going to do. I want to see you in April and in November. First to summer, first to winter. So I see you twice a year. I do two oil changes, and you get comfort out of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I'm I'm at about sixty five hundred now with this synthetic, and uh, it's an AMS oil. They're synth- they've got three levels of synthetic, but mine's kind of the medium. And I've checked it regularly just because I've I've heard that some cars burn oil more than others. Even That's though true. And this one's just fine. The oil looks clear, and it doesn't see it show any wear on it. You might say. So I was just checking. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I'm an oil expert. Um, I've been trained to to test oil, to make oil. I've been ta- And I want to tell you that you can't tell and I can't tell when an oil is worn out by sniffing it, smelling it, or tasting it. <laughs> uh, we can't tell. Um, I, you can't tell what color it is and all that other kind of jazz. I want to tell you also that um, AMS oil um, is kind of a... Uh, an oil that's not on the mainstream because it's more of a what's that what's that ladies cosmetics that they have the ladies that sell the other ladies and it's kind of Avon a multi or something like multi level marketing where you got one guy that has Avon 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 uh, Amsoil is kind of the of an Avon thing now I I think Mobile One and I think Chevron and I think Vaveline and Castrol I think those are every bit as good as all the rest of these. And I know they are. Um, and, and I've had the opportunity to test AMS oil, and I have the opportunity to test it against some of the major oils. But I want to tell you that if I were broke down in Benson, Arizona, and all I had is AMS oil, I'd be okay with that. On the other hand, I'm not going to drive to Benson, Arizona <laughs> to have AMS oil put in my car. Right. So in your particular case, if you've got a 10,000-mile oil on there and you've got 6,500 on it, why don't you plan on April, this coming April, to change your oil, and then you can decide what the heck you want to do. Okay. Now, on your fuel. Yeah. I have had a supercharged Jaguar my wife drove. I had, I've had Corvettes, in, stupid when I was younger. I, I've had high-performance cars all my life. My wife and I did this for six months. I took her car, and she took my car, and we'd both fill them up on Saturday morning, and she would not tell me what she put in my high-performance Corvette, and I would not tell her what I put in her, her, her Jaguar that had a blower on it. 
Mm-hmm. We're talking about a very fast, high-performance, norm- uh, it's an air-injected car. Right. And over a period of six months, we did that. And neither one of us was better than 50-50. Now, let me explain the difference between the two gasolines. I'm holding a balloon in my hand. Are you picturing that? Mm-hmm. Here's regular. I stick, an ink, uh, stick a pen in it, and it goes boom. You with me? Mm-hmm. That's a millionth of a second. The, the, the balloon deflates in one millionth of a second. Now, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to take that same balloon, and I'm just going to let go of the bottom of it, and it's going to go. <laughs> you with me? Right. That's called two millionths of a second for it to deflate. <laughs> so okay. regular gasoline, one molecule ignites 10,000. 10,000 ignite a million. And the, and, and the, the explosion is done. Now, right. I'm exaggerating this. Please understand. Super unleaded gasoline, one ignites two, two ignites four, four ignites six. And it's just a little longer of a burn. So it really is between one millionth of a second and maybe two millionths of a second. I promise you, I promise you that if I fill up your cars three times in a row, you will pick wrong two of the three times. And if you let me, and you know. So to answer your question, have somebody, are you married? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Have your wife go down next time and have her fill up your car. Maybe take her over to the jewelry shop or, you know, to Walmart for lunch or whatever. And you say, you go fill up my car, but don't tell me what it is. And see if you can pick it. And I guarantee you, you can't. So there's no potential engine damage or anything else with electronic uh, ignitions and everything else they got now? No, because the computer monitors, it has a knock sensor that's attached to the engine block. And when you have pre-ignition, otherwise we're setting the gas off before the computer wants it. It's called pinging. It's knocking. There's a knocking sensor on it, and it retards the timing. It does that 3,000 times a second. So in your particular case, if your car were to ping, you might hear one ping. That's it. The Uh computer is going to respond that fast. And so the answer to your question is, Tom, have you ever seen an engine that was hurt, destroyed, or even needed a Band-Aid because they used regular instead of super? Never. 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 And and how many... The engine controls and adjusts for the difference. Since 1996. Right. Right. Okay. Now, Tom, how long have you been in the business working on cars? 52 years. 52 years, and I'm 37. Um, I'm probably within the average of 5,000 5, and 10,000 cars a year. You somewhere close to that. About 3,000. 3, okay. So so there you go. We, we have 80-some-odd years between us, and we've never seen a car that was damaged, that had any problem, or that no. ha- had any issues with the kind of gasoline they put in it. Right except for the people that use kerosene and other stupid things, and that has nothing to do with what we're talking right. about. Well, I, I noticed that in the 2011 RX350, you could do regular. So I, I couldn't figure out what's the big deal here other than making money for the gasoline companies or Actually, whatever. It is. i got to go, but let me just comment real quick. The answer is is that premium fuel drives people away. So if I make it a regular fuel car, I'm going to have more buyers. And that's the answer. 602-508-0960. Tom and I are here for another hour. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. We're going to be back for another hour in about 
three and a half, four minutes. You're welcome to join us. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.